Welcome to the Invisible Injuries Podcast, aimed at bettering the well-being and mental health of veterans, first responders, and their immediate support experiencing post-traumatic stress. By sharing the stories of the lived experiences of our peers, the support staff, and the clinicians, it's our aim to make sure we can have a meaningful connection with our audience and give them ideas for their own self-care plan. If you do like what you're hearing, subscribe to the channel and share it with your friends. Lastly, these stories may be a trigger for your post-traumatic stress. If your PTSD is triggered, we have links to support in the description. Or if it's immediate, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14. You're listening to part three of Andy's chat with Dave Esther. Uh, you, you did mention before, you know, you, having your, 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 your EW and that sort of background there, technical um, side of things, and with the, um, the sub-branch moving towards that digital, how does that make it more contemporary for, for, for the younger veteran now moving into that digital space? Look, mate, I've got three young kids. You know, I've got kids between 10 and 16 years old. Mm. And, and they, they navigate technology at a speed that makes my head spin. And I consider myself a fairly young guy. Um, so, you know, if, if I was a, a 20 or 30 year old guy or girl, you know, who's, who's looking at maybe joining the RSL and I rock up and, mm. and I'm confronted with, you know, Nokia flip phones and, and a, a laptop that really belongs in a museum, I'm going to go, well, fuck, what is this? You know, like, <laughs> You know, let's let's can we can we can we at least try an email? Like, yeah. so I, I think if we if we want to have people be engaged mm. with what we're up to, um, and look for opportunities about how we can do things differently or more efficiently or better, we, we've got to provide different ways of doing that. So, mm. you know, a, a technology upgrade and laptops and phones and video conferencing capabilities and all of that, it gives us more options and different ways of interacting with members and veterans and widows and all sorts. So, yeah. I mean, some some of the members will never use it. We get that. Yeah. You know, some people will never in their whole life have an email address. Okay. Mm. They'll never own a mobile phone. That's okay too. We've got ways to get to them. Um, but now we've got other ways now to get to people who do want to interact with technology. Yeah. Because um, that's, that's how they've grown up. That's what they know, right? Yeah. You know, we, like when, when we want to reach our membership base, we, 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 we've got to do things like physically write letters and put an envelope and send it in the mail all the way through to send emails and SMSs. And now with the technology upgrade, mm. we can, you know, my secretary opens the laptop, opens up the relevant application, types the message in, and everyone gets an SMS, right? Mm. And that's just happened in the last few months. We can do that now. And there's other people who we still send letters to. But now there's more options for us to make a difference and get to people. So, that, so what you're saying is that those options there allow you to be able to delivery of service depending on what the, uh, the demographic is. So basically, yeah. you know, you're still servicing the older demographic who might not have, you know, they still got, you know, they like going to the, to the mailbox to receive something, a letter in the mail. That's not yeah. a bill. And uh, to, to the younger guys and even, even their kids, like what you were saying, you know, with, with having three kids, to be able to check stuff in and SMSs through and, uh, yeah. and they're still receiving that same information in regards to the services and care available to them or, right. or updates? Because, I mean, RSL supporting... Look, the, the definition of a veteran in, mm. in RSL world or, you know, ESO world mm. is anyone who's done a day in uniform. You don't, you don't have to have deployed. It's not about did you do operational service. That's not... 
in, in, in who we provide support to and welfare for. And uh-huh. if you've done a single day in uniform, if you've signed the blank check and said, I'm going to do it, you, you might have crashed out of Kapuka in day one. It doesn't matter. You're a damn veteran. Yeah. Right? And if you need help, we're there. And now, that, that brings me to an interesting point, Dave, while I remember, mate. So you've said that, you've, you've, you've defined that, that veteran, you're a veteran. Now, there's people out there that, that we've met that go, oh, these certain, you know, there's always someone that's, that needs it more than me, so I'm not going to put my hand for help. What are your thoughts in regards to that? And what would you say to those veterans that, that are maybe thinking that, not, not going for a service because someone else is yeah. in need? Look, mate, I'm one of those guys. I get it. thanks for your honesty yeah look i i i'm i'm a i'm very much in there listen i've got this covered i'm okay i kind of i can i don't need help kind of i'm 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 all right in 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 many many areas of my life Mm -hmm. and um and and whilst it's noble and there's there's nothing wrong with it I, i would just say that take stock lift your head up look around uh, you know, stop fighting the five and ten meter targets, and look out the three hundred meter targets. Look out in the long distance, and look at your life, uh, and go. Yeah, while you could be managing, maybe you're getting by. No problem. You know, if if you can get up, pay the rent, pay the mortgage, got a job, bit of money in the bank, you're doing fine. Uh, right, that's the baseline. But if you're really out to sort of rip the head off life and and just make them wring it out, and make the most of it. Yeah. Um. Then you know, is there somewhere where I'm maybe not doing as good as I could be doing? And if, if you don't have the skills to... Because one thing I've had to learn about myself, mate, is I don't have the skills for everything. Mm. You know, and it's taken some work for me to get to that point where I can say, I can look in the mirror, I can say, David, you're not good at this thing. Because I'm, I'm the guy that, that can handle everything, right, in my world. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a point to get to where you can look in the mirror and go, listen, I'm not good at this thing or this part of my life or this aspect or, or this whatever it is right? I'm just not good at it so who's good at it who can I maybe le- leverage off and that's all we're doing we're leveraging off each other's willingness to support each other mm, that's very that's all, that's, all, that's, that's all you're doing here man yes. you're leveraging off the community's willingness to support one another and that's and an important and thing it's an important thing to yeah. be able to do that because, like, you know, you don't have – I don't think you, – you, you raised that really inter- in a very interesting point there, which is really important, I think, Dave, is that you don't have to be the, the master of everything. If you don't know something and you, and, you, and you leverage off someone being able to help you out, there's no, there's no harm in asking because if you ask, usually more, more times out of ten is that people will be willing to help you out on that. You know, you don't need to yeah, be the expert. And you, and you also learn something you didn't know, and then you can pay that forward somewhere else. I mean, that's the cool part about it. Mm. Like when you get like-minded people with the willingness to support each other come together, mm. there's, there's a there's a cross-pollination of skill sets that now that the, the it's a, again, it's a force multiplier, right? So mm. if, I, if I come to you and say, firms, I need to have a chat. I'm not good at this. I'm struggling. And we have a conversation and I learn something and I grow. Then when someone comes to me for the same thing, and now I, I can, you don't have to have the conversation. I can do it. So you've just multiplied your impact out there by sharing with me what you know. Yeah. That's, so that's, that's, this is the supporting each other. Well, that's, that sounds like it's very military. You're still you're taking those skill sets learned from the military and using <laughs> those terms and principles like a force multiplier, paying it afford. It's, a, it's amazing what you learn, isn't it? And, and still be able yeah. to carry over in those skill sets when you have that mindset to be able to say, well, how, how can I reframe it from a military um, 
uh, uh, setting to, to now applying it to everyday life. And so that brings me to that point as well, as you mentioned before, that uh, by paying it forward and, and being able to help uh, you know, people in the community, is, is that, that sounds like what you're getting out of being in, in this position as a key stakeholder now within the GAP um, mm. sub-branch. Would that be fair to say, Dave? Yeah, look, mate, I, I, you know, when, when we reconnected recently and, and you invited me onto the podcast, you know, I, I sort of, a little bit of introspective reflection sort of mm. came up for me and it's like, well, what's it all about? And, it, you know, one, one of the things I kind of got to is that almost my entire adult life has been in some kind of service, mm. whether in uniform serving um, or, you know, since discharge, just supporting people with some coaching type stuff or mm. the, the, the volunteer with RSL and, and Trek to Health. I, I think human beings, mate, have... There's a box we need to tick that helps other people. I think if your life becomes all about yourself and there's no community and there's no um, helping people, well, not helping, help isn't always the right word. Sometimes help is not what a person needs, it's empowering people. Mm, very right? important. So, yes. Yeah, right. Sometimes help isn't, isn't great. If you help someone too much, they, they don't learn how to yeah. do it themselves, right? You, you can kill people with kindness. Mm. Yeah, right. You can absolutely kill people with kindness. So help's not always a thing to do. Sometimes it's to let a person suffer so they learn, mm. right, with, within reason. But it's certainly empowering someone to, to build the resilience or the knowledge or the skills to, to, to get themselves up. So, you know, the, the, the volunteer work these days is, is the box that I'm ticking that, that me, as, me as a human being needs to empower people. And I think that if, if in life you don't you don't tick that box, you can become a really um, detached person. You become a really miserable, depressed person. And I, uh, you know, and, and empowering people and paying it forward and volunteering and, and working with community and, and seeing the difference you can make mm. just with a little bit of your time or a few of your words. Yeah, that that that's juice, man. It lights it's just juice. It lights me up. Absolutely, mate. Thanks for sharing that. And and so from that perspective, it lights you up being able to give back to the community. But what are your thoughts there in terms of, you know, you've got three kids. They see you doing it. Um, you know, that, that's that's great leadership and, and, and uh, inspiring to them, I'm, I'm assuming. Well, mate, I hope so. You know, all, all you can do, one of the things I've learned as a parent is mm. the kids are going to do what kids are going to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and... And, and it's, it's remarkable how little control you have over your children. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and all, all, all you can do is try and grow good humans and mm. they'll make choices and I hope they make good ones based off good example. Yeah. And that, that's, um, that's, that, that's the message I was kind of like getting, you know, yeah. leading by example, seeing the messages. Like, I mean, you know, you can't control what they're going to do, but if you're showing a good nope. example, um, you know, and values. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the, the, the kids, they're all... You know, they, they come down to the sub-branch sometimes for yeah. our members' meetings and, you know, they, they, they get doted over by the old girls and, you know, my, my little girl a little while back won a, won a, a you know, how many jars in the lolly, you know, how many, how many lollies yeah. in the jar competition and she was, all the, all the girls thought that was great. She got a big jar of lollies. So we try and involve them when you can. Yeah. Um, and then just make them a part of it, right? But often it's just they, they see me put on a different shirt so I've got to pop down to the Trek charity or pop down mm. the RSL for a couple of hours kids will be back you know dinner's in the in the fridge or whatever it is mm. um, so they, they see me give time to these things and they see me come back and 
and it's you know the the, the other side of the coin there, mate, is you, you can't forget your home. You know, yeah. you, you don't. I, I, well, for me anyway, I don't want to get to the point where it's all about everyone else and I'm neglecting what's at home. So there's that balance, right? Yeah. So you know, I, I, I run several businesses. Yes. Um, I'm a, I'm a single dad half the time. Mm. Uh, I've got you know three kids all all at school, and, and I'm chair of a couple of charities. I'm a pretty busy dude. Yeah. And it, it's easy to lose sight of of spending time with the people you got to spend time with. Yeah. The, the, the ones at home, you know what I mean. Yeah. So how do, how do you juggle that, you know, sort of uh, with that? You, you said you, you, you can't forget that. that. That's obviously then a, quite an important part of you, you know, you, you're doing this vo- volunteer charity work, you know. Um, what do you do yeah. to juggle all of that, mate? The RSL on the trek chart, I mean, you, you can give as little or as much as you want. There's mm. no, one's, no one's got you on a roster. No one says, you need to do 30 hours a week or 10. There's none of that. You can do as little or as much as what. If all you want to do is come to a couple of meetings every year, then great. No mm. problem. If you want to, if you want to volunteer on a barbecue or bunnings, okay, cool, that's awesome, no problems. Or if you want to um, be on, do some welfare calls and do some check in on people, they have to, cool, no problems. You do as little or as much as you want, right? Um, it's all volunteer work, so yeah, that, 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 that's always in the background. Yeah, and so that, that, that's really important, and thanks for sharing that, mate, because obviously, you know, you're a busy dude, and you've still got family commitments at home, and for anyone that uh, that we're talking about that is thinking either to, to take up a key position or volunteer in uh, an organisation, be it whether it's a sub-branch or another ESO, the point is is that no one's got you on that, by the balls on the roster to do this. You, you, you're volunteering your time to, uh, to provide that sort of sense of community and duty, but but not at the expense of you being able to spend uh, time for what's important to you, like what you're saying, and in this case you were saying with, with, with your kids. So there's other things like that. Now, you did mention before that you are chair to a couple of other charities, and we, before we got onto the call, we were talking about the first responder space. Now, um, tell me more about uh, Trek for Health. Yeah, Trek to Health. So Trek, oh, sorry, Trek to Health, yes. Yeah, so it's T-R-E-K number two. Um, health mm. and uh, there's a there's a website so it's trektohealth.org.au mm. so it, look, it's a it's a it's a new ish charity so it's again ACE, ACNC registered DGR status legit charity mm. um, I'm, I'm chairman of a board of directors yep. um, and we have a, a CEO that, that we give instruction to <laughs> um, so well, the, the job of a board is to direct an executive that's the job of a board. Any board's job is to direct the executive, right? So we, um, I think, I think as a board, we probably have one of the easiest jobs in the world because the CEO we have is just fantastic, and he's really the driving force behind the whole thing. Mm. And and who who we support? It's police, fire, ambulance, like emergency nurses, uh, and and veterans. Mm. And the 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 thing that we're out to accomplish is to rebuild resilience in people who may have lost that through their service in some capacity. And and we were discussing before we hit record, right? That like as a as as a veteran, like we yours and my deployment experience was well, not the same. The similarities, right? We 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 do force preparation. Mm. We kiss the family goodbye, jump on a plane, and we're gone for six months. Mm. We're in a different country, away from family, and 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 you're in that zone the entire deployment. Mm. You go, you're there to do a job, you're mission focused for the entire time, and then you come home and deal with it. Right, the the first responders. It's a different, it's a different life. You know, they they got to start shift at whatever time they start shift. Put their game faces on. They're out in the community, 
mm. um, serving their community, and and they see whatever they see and they do whatever they do, then they've got to take off the uniform and go home with their family, and they do that every single day, mm. right? So, like as a copper, if you're going to work every day, you're exposed to certain threats and risks. And at, at whilst it may not be a daily occurrence, it's, it could be weekly or monthly or yearly, certainly, right? And then, and that could go on for years. You could have 20 years of that. Yeah. Whereas the operational deployment cycle of a, even a really, really busy veteran, you might do six deployments. Mm. And that's a, you know, those, that, that's a lot for an army guy. Six, seven deployments is a heap. Yeah. Um, and these guys, and that could be over 10 years, 15 years. These coppers are doing that every day. Yeah. Right? I think I used the example before, and it's an example that was, this is not made up, but it was, a, it was an example given to me as I was doing this work with the, the Trek charity. Mm. Now, if you're a fiery, for example, you might go to work doing some weights in the, in the station house, and you, you get a call, and 30 minutes later, you've got a shovel, and you're scooping up a kid off a road. Mm. And then you've got to be with that, and then go home at the end of the day and be with your family. And that's just a day at work. And that's what first responders deal with and that I think the community at large I don't they might kind of get it but I don't think there's an appreciation of the long term effects that that can have on people mm. um, and this is the whole resilience piece that uh, over two decades of or, or ten years or, or one day it could be immediate and I've got mates in the army who there's been a single incident on one day that put them over the edge and other guys it could be a cumulative thing over decades it's yeah. different for every person. Um, that one of the, the, the studies suggest that one of the a, a great way to, to bring a person back is through rebuilding resilience. Um, and it, it, resilience gives us so much. And the way we do that is that we do it through trekking. We get on the trails, and it's a, a shared experience of suffering. Yes. You know, and we, 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 we work up, we, you know, we start with seven or eight kilometre treks and we, we culminate with these quite long, you know, 40 kilometre treks and mm. multiple multi-day treks and um, and you go through a, a really, it's a scientifically developed program um, with, with checks and balances and, and, and checking points and survey points and we're, we're partnered with the um, Australian Catholic University, uh, we've got sports scientists and, and PhD students working with us, like it's really the way it's been put together is really impressive. Um, but at, at the coalface, what it is, is people on a track in their trek shoes exercising, doing exercises and, and, and activities while trekking through the bush. Yeah. And, and it's that shared experience and that camaraderie and that, that joint suffering where you can just sort of talk about what you've been through. You know, the, your health and fitness picks up. You, you get mm. diet plans. You, you, you're doing all this exercise. So weight starts to fall off, um, resilience builds up, mental attitude shifts, your health is overall in a better way. Than, you know, so all of this kind of stuff starts to take shape with this program. And it's, and it's you know, one of the reasons I, I said yes to the, the chairman's job is because it wasn't just another veterans charity. Mm. Like, like you said earlier, mate, there's, yeah. there's more than 5,000 ESOs out there. And the ESO is an ex-service organisation, if any of your listeners didn't yes. have that one. but. Um, 5,000 plus you could try a rock if you six of them in Australia yeah there's massive but there's not a lot there's not a lot that support first responders as far as I can see there's some out there but there's not 
certainly nothing like the ESO space. No, nothing like that magnitude. And I think that, you know, and no. you, you nailed it on the head before. And I, I uh, anyone who's a first responder in our audience that's going to be listening to uh, this, I, I, we re- I have myself and, and I think Dave will also agree, is that we really appreciate your services. And going out there day to day, seeing people at their worst or, or whatever may happen and being able to put that game face on like it's a grand final, Every single day, and um, yeah. on in a domestic setting, is is just a, a remarkable and inspiring, and and to to have uh, Trek to Health uh, being a an ex, uh, a services organisation that's focused on on that that audience, I think is is an amazing thing, and 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 like you were saying before, right early in our conversation, Dave. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned that you did Kokoda back in the day, and that was more for for your uh, your nephew's uh, memory. But like going and walking in nature, and what you were saying here now, from a clinical and and uh, and scientific uh, using you know ground sound medical uh, findings with Trek to Health and, and how the benefits are to the audience who who participate in the the program, it's an amazing thing. You know, like um, if I just uh, if we if I shift to what we did uh, for our Invisible Injuries tour last year, a lot mm. of the stuff that we found was from, from the veterans or the first responders and saying, hey, yeah, this is a really great activity or trek to do. And a lot of the time it was bushwalking. It was getting back to nature. Mm. If we participated with um, other other organisations or if we were doing it to be able to uh, uh, raise awareness of what was available, it has that effect. You know, it, it really mm. does. Yep. And and whether it's, uh, you know, I'm not the scientific guy that takes all those metrics, but I knew or we knew that there was a positive effect with the people that we'd be, that we were doing it with. So it's it's amazing yep. that um, that now the first responder space has got an organisation that's really uh, providing those services for them and, and, and it's, it's exciting. Yep. Yeah, well, it is. And look, we've, um, we've just, the, my CEO was just up in Townsville just last mm. week Mm. Um, so right now we're based in, in Brisbane and we've, the majority of the people that we've um, engaged with so far have been Brisbane-based. A, lo- a lot of police are engaging with us. Certainly mm. we're overwhelmingly represented by a lot of police, yeah. um, which is fantastic, right? It's really good. Um, and we've just done a, an exploratory trip up to Townsville where we've, we're, we're trying to get our hands on a facility up there where we can then engage with the, the same demographic in Townsville. We had a couple of good meetings with local federal member and the senior police up there so it's all but we're, we're, we're in a bit of a growth phase we've got some really good corporate sponsors now we've yep. managed to raise a bit of money last year to start delivering these packages so it's really good but like we're really excited about where it's going yep. it's mostly about you know being able to interdict to a demographic that does so much for us and isn't as, as representative as, as, as they could be in this kind of world where we can support them a little bit that's fantastic, mate. So just uh, r- wrapping up now um, in regards to that. So there's amazing work that you're doing um, on, the, on, the, on the charity front and giving back to the community um, for, for, for both, you know, your, your sub-branch president had on and as a chair for Trek to Health. Now, um, w- with Trek to Health, if I was, a, uh, if I was a, a first responder that was looking to be able to connect, how do we get in contact? How, how would I they get, get in contact? Up. Yeah, hit the website. It's uh, trek2health.org.au. Yep. Um, and there's, there's contact details. And if you'd like to register for an upcoming program, there's, there's ways to do that on the website as well. 
Fantastic, mate. So, uh, look, thank you so much for, uh, for for guesting on the show and, and sharing your insights uh, into, you know, your deployments and uh, post, um, post-military life as well as being a busy man and, and juggling everything with your, uh, with your family life and, and your businesses and, and, and your charitable work. So thank you so much, Dave. No, thank you, Andy. And look, mate, again, it's been a long time since we connected and, um, you know, I've just really lived your life a little bit vicariously on Facebook over the years. We haven't actually spoken for a long time, and mm. I wasn't really present to all the things you've been doing. So I'm, I'm, I'm equally as inspired, buddy, about just the effort that you put in. <laughs> I, I get, I get, I get what it takes to actually make a difference and, and cut through the noise and the cynicism out there and have your voice be heard. Mm. It takes the effort, mate. And I get it. And so thank you as well for the effort you put in and the, the, the obvious compassion and care and, and, and what this means to you. So thank you. Thank you very much, Dave. Well, uh, uh, thanks for, for coming on the show, mate. You're welcome, brother. You're welcome. We hope you enjoyed Andy's chat with Dave Esther. Don't forget to subscribe. And for more great content, follow us on our socials on Instagram Instagram and Facebook. Facebook. You can also visit our website, www.invisibleinjuries.org.au, where you can access more content, services database, and follow our 12-month PTSD National Awareness Tour. Thanks for listening to Invisible Injuries. This has been a 23 Media Production.